From the Medical Republic, I'm Francine Crimmins. This is The Tea Room. On Thursday, the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, said there would be no changes to the AstraZeneca vaccine rollout, despite programs in Europe and the UK being wound back to respond to concerns of fatal clots. Australian authorities are now considering the latest advice from Europe, but it's unclear how Australia's vaccine program might be affected. Today, Lydia hails on the red flag symptoms after vaccination that could signal thrombosis and what we know about these rare events. Lydia Hales is a clinical reporter for the Medical Republic. Lydia, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Francine. Great to be here. So you've been following adverse events from COVID vaccination for the Medical Republic. What can you tell us about these clotting events that have really thrown a spanner in the works for the international vaccination efforts? Yeah, so the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation and the TGA and some external experts are investigating one report in Australia of thrombosis, which involved uh, abdominal blood clots and thrombocytopenia. And that began a week after the patient received the AstraZeneca vaccine. So far, the TGA has stressed that a causal relationship hasn't been established between the vaccination and this case or those cases that have been reported overseas. And they're saying that the benefits of vaccination against COVID-19 continue to outweigh any risks. The case in Australia does follow a spate of events in Europe and the UK, though, which is what's causing a lot of concern. Most of these were unusual cases of thrombosis, mainly CVST, occurring with thrombocytopenia. The Sydney Morning Herald did report that there have been 79 cases in the UK out of 20 million doses. 19 of those 79 people died. They resembled heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, but exposure to heparin wasn't reported and thrombosis of other parts of the body have also been reported. Although many of the reports were in women under 55 years old, the ATA GI said it was unknown whether age or sex were risk factors for the clotting condition because younger people were prioritised for the AstraZeneca vaccine in some countries and women make up a large proportion of the frontline healthcare workers that have been prioritised for the vaccination. An update on this story since we published on Monday is that on Wednesday local time, the UK has announced it will offer an alternative vaccine to people under 30. And the European Medicines Agency said that the AstraZeneca Zeneca vaccine is safe for all ages, but that it will list the blood clots as a very rare side effect. And what are the common symptoms among people who have suffered these events? So new, severe and persistent headache or abdominal pain beginning between four and 20 days after the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine are being listed as red flag symptoms. And The TGA is saying that they should trigger referral to the emergency department. So until more information is available, the experts here are continuing to advise against giving the vaccine to patients with a history of cerebral venous sinus thrombosis or CVST or heparin-induced thrombocytopenia as a precaution. And For CVST, the red flag features include a new onset of severe persistent headache that isn't settling with analgesia, 
Um, and patients may also present with features of raised intracranial pressure, so acute severe headache and vomiting and confusion and focal neurological deficits and or seizures. So if a clinician suspects a possible case of this clotting disorder, they should refer the patient straight to the emergency department. And they've also included a caution that patients should not receive any heparin or platelet transfusions as they may worsen their illness. So for non-GP specialists, when would it be appropriate to consult with a haematologist? It's been suggested that providers should also consider discussions with a specialist haematologist for any patient who presents with features suggestive of thrombosis uh, in any other body systems and those associated with thrombocytopenia that's that have come on within four to 20 days post-vaccination. As for all vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccines that we've got here, healthcare providers should be alert for persistent, unexpected and or severe adverse events following immunisation in their patients. An important feature that they're flagging is the timing of symptom onset. So they're saying it's considered to be key for distinguishing possible CVST from the common vaccine side effects, which include headache and muscle aches, fever and chills within the first 24 hours after vaccination and lasting up to two days. And from what you've been following, Lydia, how likely is it for these rare events to actually to hold up the vaccine rollout in Australia, especially when it really could come as a big blow to trust in COVID vaccination? Yeah, so I think The move by the UK and the listing of blood clots as a very rare side effect with the AstraZeneca vaccine by the European regulator might be a sign of things to come in Australia. It's important to note, though, that they haven't halted their vaccination programs either. They've just done what some people are referring to as a course correct. So we will likely know later today or at at some stage in the next couple of days what's going to happen in Australia because the TGA is also working with these international regulators and taking part in meetings to discuss these rare cases and what to do about it. And recently you've also reported about an Australian study which could take us several steps closer to understanding why the elderly are more susceptible to COVID-19 infection and why Some people experience more mild symptoms while others get extremely sick and die from the disease. What did the researchers find? Yeah, so this was a really interesting piece of research. And the the context for it is that it's been a notable feature of the COVID-19 pandemic that morbidity and mortality have varied with age and old people have suffered the worst and children hardly at all. So this Australian-led research suggests that elderly people's exposure to similar-looking coronaviruses is actually distracting their immune response when they're introduced to, when they're exposed to SARS-CoV-2 because this prior history has caused, is causing them to focus on producing antibodies targeting regions of the virus that they've seen in the past but ones that aren't necessarily helpful for combating 
um, SARS-CoV-2, whereas children generate a broader range of solutions to the virus. And how does that work? So because children are reported to experience seasonal colds more frequently than the elderly, which are caused by other human coronaviruses that look similar to SARS-CoV-2, the original hypothesis of the researchers was that children might already have antibodies to help protect them against COVID-19. The team assessed antibodies to SARS-CoV-2 in healthy people, including 89 children and 98 adults and 57 elderly people. And it turns out, so when they looked at the antibody responses from healthy children in comparison to healthy elderly, they actually found the complete opposite results to what they were expecting and that the elderly had these much more mature antibodies. Because the elderly have lived long lives and been repeatedly exposed to human coronaviruses, they've been developing an immunological memory. The results suggest that when these people get SARS-CoV-2, because there are parts that are similar to other human coronaviruses, they generate a similar immune response rather than specifically targeting regions that need to be used to combat COVID-19 infections. One of the researchers described it as the antibodies becoming distracted because they had a pre-existing understanding, or they thought they did, of this virus that they're now seeing. Whereas children, on the other hand, had less of an immunological memory. And this means that when they're introduced to this virus for the first time, they're generating a brand new immune response. They go in and develop fresh, unique antibodies that target the regions that are really important. And this research could offer some valuable insight into why the elderly are so prone to COVID-19 infection in the first place. Lydia, thank you. Thanks, Francine.